Welcome into the St. Xavier Basketball Podcast here on ESP Media at ESPX. Joined by the head coach, Mike Noska of St. Xavier. I'm Richard Skinner. After a win yesterday in the Fly to the Hoop event at Trent Arena over Omni Academy from Finland, we'll talk about that game and the loss to Muller from Friday. Look ahead to this Friday's game with Elder Mike. Let's look back at yesterday. How did that game come about? I, th- I know you were supposed to play a game on Monday, but maybe not that team at that particular time. The middle time game because of COVID has been rescheduled for January 29th to all our fans out there. Uh, it'll be a 4.30, uh, 6, and, I'm sorry, a 7, 5, 30, and 4 game freshman, all three levels there. Uh, so on actually Saturday, uh, Joe Penno, our assistant AD, was in contact with Eric Horseman. Wes Carrollton had to get out of the game against Omnia. So we just got a text, uh, you know, we're going to practice yesterday, start getting ready for elder and uh, uh, as a group of coaches uh, and players, we specifically went to our senior players and decided whether or not we wanted to play on Monday. We, we had a short time to prepare, you know, we did not practice uh, Sunday. So, you know, we met yesterday uh, here at X at 1230, put our game plan together and, uh, you know, assessed our molar game, went from there. I think if I remember right, you were you were you were short a game this season, right? Maybe even short two games uh-huh. overall. It, it is we're short a game. We've had cancellations. It, it's you know, last year I can't remember. Well, I think we finished nineteen and three overall. So uh, I think we were short three or four games last year. We've had discussions with other teams about playing. Uh, that Saturday, the 29th, was the date we really wanted to keep open. Uh, Cleveland Heights was going to come down originally. Uh, we were supposed to play Springfield. They went to the state finals in football. It's really hard right now to reschedule games. Right, right. Because you don't know when the next COVID situation is coming up. And certainly you have to get all your GCL South games in, which we've been able to do the last two years. So. You know, we just felt yesterday was a day that we, we knew they had a lot of size and talent. Uh, typically, European teams are very strong fundamentally, and they shoot the ball really well. So, you know, you just never know what you're going to get. Uh, so we've played uh, four teams now that are out of state or out of country. We're two <laughs> and two against those teams and uh, eight and one against everybody else in Ohio, uh, including one and one in the GCL South. You win over uh, Omni Academy yesterday, fifty-two forty-six. I'm going to guess the defense was was a pretty good factor for you, or was it just the pace of play? How, how did that shake out? It was both. It was both because we did not defend well uh, Friday night. What was worse Friday night was the pace of our offense. We, we were stagnant with the ball. We were stagnant in our movement. So that was actually part of our prep yesterday. Uh, you know, Mueller defends really, really well, Skinny. I mean, they're. You know, so it's a, it's a little bit easier when you get the ball moving. Also, we were on a college floor yesterday, which helps with your pace. Yep. Uh, we also got a we, – we played, I believe, 13 or 14 kids, got in for at least a minute or so. So we got a lot of people in yesterday. Uh, so it ended up being really, really good for us. Our, our, de- our defenders defended and our, our, our offensive guys executed their roles. Everybody stayed within their role, uh, playing and winning their foxholes. So – uh, yeah, pace was really good on both ends. Our, our off, our defensive pace was good too. Uh, cause we kind of took them out of what they wanted to do 
And for a quick prep defensively, we did a lot of good things. Yeah, I, I'm going to ask you about that because you talked about you were supposed to play Middletown, doesn't get played. You got a hole in the schedule. You would have had a week between games between playing Moeller and Elder, and we'll look back at Moeller in a second. We'll look ahead at Elder in a second. Um, and you talked about talking to your seniors about wanting to play. How, how big was that, even with short preparation, to break the monotony of, of maybe a week's worth of practice, to, to get some game time in, uh, maybe to get some extra film in, all of those things from yesterday? Well, fortunately, we had a day off yesterday. Uh, we wouldn't have been able to do it. Right. Uh, um, you know, so, you know, but here, here's what starts happening as the season goes on. You start seeing uh, consistent action from different teams. Uh, Omnia, they run a lot of high ball screens. <clears throat> they, they run Iverson cuts. They run what we call as NBA flex and just a lot of sideline ball screens. So that's stuff we work on in practice every single day. So it, 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 that from that standpoint, it, it, it wasn't tough. Now, their, their personnel was a little bit different. They had 6'10 and 6'8", so we had to be a little bit more concerned about their bigs rolling to the basket and also how well their kids shot the ball when they spaced the floor. So, but those are things, like I said, if you're preparing every day, and I believe today's our 42nd practice of the year, you should be ready to do those things. Right. And right. Uh, sometimes that game is, is, is prep. We, as a coaching staff, once again, I, I don't think anybody was pleased with the way they played or coached uh, Friday night. So we kind of wanted to get that taste out of our mouth and, you know, gain some confidence off and it's going to friday night because elder's really good yes they are i got a chance to see them uh, against turpin which which actually beat them but we'll yeah. talk about elder in a second let's go back to the molar game i think you shoot th shot at 34 percent from the floor 30 percent from three they shoot 50 percent from the floor so i'm going to guess neither end of the floor was was up to standard no uh you know once again uh, inability to follow you know details in, in the in the scouting report uh you know, your offense and your defense complement each other. Well, we, we let them get into what they wanted to do offensively. Uh, their ball movement was simply better than ours. You know, this is, and we, we tell our kids like, look, when you're, you're playing a Moeller or a Centerville, they're trying to do the things that we're trying to do. And, you know, they practice hard. They prepare hard for you and they're talented. So, uh, and, and I've always relished, you know, playing those games because, you know, it's, it's kind of like a chess match and, you know, uh, you're not only going to have to think about what you want to do to them. You're going to have to think about what they're trying to do to us. And they did to us what we want to do to other people. They pressured us, you know, uh, we always start with our ball pressure. Well, we turned it over seven times in the first quarter. Didn't help that Johnny Vanover got his second foul, uh, a minute and a half into the game, but he, you know, got his second foul uh, because other kids on the team were not locked into what the what the game plan was. And then, you know, matchups started to become a little bit di difficult for us. But the biggest issue after we reviewed the game was, we, like I said earlier, we were stagnant on offense. We always want the ball to be the best athlete on the floor. The ball was not moving. We're trying to play one-on-one -on -one against them, and that doesn't work. It just doesn't. I mean, you know. I coached Jaron Cumberland and letting him play one-on-one -on -one at the high school level didn't work. So it's not going to work with any of the guys we have here. You've got, you've got to move the basketball. You've got to create open shots with your motion. And I know you talked about the field goal percentages, 
But, you know, I, I can't stand when people say, well, we're just missing. Well, no, you probably weren't getting quality shots. Right, we did right. not get quality shots on Friday. And once again, you tip that your hat to them because, you know, they did it better than we did. There's no real secrets there. Mike, this time of year, and you mentioned it's your 42nd practice, you, you know, you've kind of gotten at least the holidays past you, probably some consistency of practice times and, and when games are going to be played for the most part. Uh, when you get to this time of year and as you evolve maybe in the next month before you get to sectional, how much new stuff do you put in? Quick hitters underneath out of bounds, side outs? Are you pretty much locked in of this is what we do and we're just going to keep repping it? Our, our saying here is do what we do. And uh, I always ask the kids this question. If you had an option as a coach, would you rather have a new play or would you have a, rather have a new player? I, I think everybody would say, well, I'd rather have a, a, a really good player as opposed to a you know really good play because eventually people are going to figure out what that play sure, is. Sure, sure. Now you have to have so- something ready, maybe that something hasn't that somebody hasn't seen, but we're a motion program. We, we're going to do what we do. We're going to play out or this week that you know they're going to run their motion. The longer you play people, the more familiar you get, and people aren't going to go away from what works for them. So as we continue to practice, what we're really trying to do is just – get better, get better as a team, get better in our screening or cutting. We expect kids to get better with their shooting. So we put a ton of time into our fundamentals. Uh, you know, the other thing we got to watch is, uh, you know, the mental and the physical and not to mention the emotional fatigue that can happen. Uh, from a scheduling standpoint, we want more games at the end of the season. Uh, so we can, we can keep, keep ourselves fresh. Uh, we still want to be in the weight room. Uh, we've got to make sure that we are uh, understanding of our kids' academic load. Uh, but it's more about, you know, just getting you – know, one of the kids put it best after – it was Mwenda in the locker room Friday. He said, hey, let's let's just be the best at getting better, guys. So and that was a good way to, li- to, to leave Moeller Friday night. And we're going to have to be a lot better this Friday. Yeah, Mike, and for young coaches watching this, you certainly want some plays that are maybe set plays and in particular quick hitter plays and all that. But the one thing about motion that's 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 so good is it's just it's hard to scout. It's guys reading each other, reading actions. Yeah, and uh, we want to get better at it. And as we're getting ready to prepare for Elder, they're just running a lot of motion, and it's really good, and their kids understand their roles. So, you know, once again, it goes back to what we talked about Friday night. Uh, we've got to – they're going to play man. They're going to run motion. And so are we. Who's going to be better at it? Right, exactly. That's what it comes down to. I got a chance to see them against Turpin broadcast their game for ESP Media and Flow Sports last week. Turpin ended up beating uh, beating Elder that night and did a really good job um, on on Sam Harp. Um, limited his catches, limited his touches, limited his ability to create shots. They did get him on some back cut stuff, Mike. And, and uh, for the most part, though, they were really locked in defensively that night, Turpin was. Got a couple of back cuts, and yeah, they're going to get a couple of those just because the way they run stuff but boy they were really locked in and obviously that's where you got to be locked in as well because they they will just keep running through their stuff till they get the best look possible right and they have uh you know they got keller back i know they beat Muller without keller and keller's as good of a point guard as there is around the state yeah uh, and keller and, yeah and keller did not play against turpin yeah he did not play against turpin so yeah yes, and that big makes a difference but sure. uh you know obviously turpin has figured out some things with elder they've beaten them four times in a row uh, when you're playing a team that's as talented as, and well-coached as Elder is, you're going to have to figure out, well, what do you want to take away and what do you maybe want to give them? Uh, once again, not an easy thing to do. 
and, and like I said, they have they have more GCL South experience than anybody else in our conference right now, uh, and that helps. That's why they're two and zero, and that's why they're at the top. And this is a big game for us because it is at home. Uh, and if if we can get this get this win, we can get back up and uh, get back to the top of the standings. Yeah, it's 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 going to be a great ride throughout for for fans. Maybe maybe for coaches a little more of a challenge. For players, certainly a challenge. But listen, this is what you want to play for. You want to compete. You want to compete against the best. And if you get through the GCL South feeling like you played pretty well, you're going to go into the postseason feeling like you can probably beat anybody. Yeah, we relish the competition in our conference, and it certainly prepares you for the postseason. All you got to do is look last year. Uh, Three of the four of us uh, represented the regional, so it was 75% GCL South and a regional. And, uh, you know, LaSalle, and I consider, and I, consider I, I consider Centerville a pseudo partner of the GCL. <laughs> yeah, I, really, I really do. Yeah, and, and probably one of the biggest compliments we ever got at Wilmington was, uh, you know, we played like a GCL South team. Right. And, you know, I don't know if there's a I – don't, I don't know of a better coach uh, at any level than uh, Brooke Cops at Centerville. Yeah, he does a great job. There's no question about that. Well, listen, congratulations on the win yesterday. Uh, good luck in practice uh, this week, and, and good luck against Elder coming up on Friday night at home. All right, thanks for everything. Thanks Appreciate very much. That's, that's Mike Noska, the head coach of St. Xavier. You've been watching the St. Xavier Basketball Podcast here on ESP Media and ESPX.